I'm in a store and I'm singing. I'm in a store and I'm singing. Mine made a fun noise. <laughs> Yours did make a cool sound. <laughs> Welcome back to, Welcome to a full length movie bonus. This is a white left hand brewing's white Russian nitro stout with coffee and vanilla added. Oh my god, why did I not get this one? Well, you wanted the one that you have. What do you have? Holy fuck, <laughs> that's so good. Hold on, I'm going to do a little Whoa. ASMR action here with the. Careful, Dustin will judge you if he sees you. Because it's nitro. I was trying not to interrupt your ASMR, but... What's ASMR? Now ASMR. that I, now that I know that the nitros you're supposed to just pour like that, I won't judge It Jay. activates the nitrogen. I know that, but you judged me. I was saying it for well, the Well, yeah, because when you poured that beer, one, I didn't know you were supposed to pour it like that. <laughs> Two, it looked painful to me <laughs> as a fan of beer. I didn't know it, but the left hand puts it on their can. They say pour hard on the nitros. Um, so what, what do you got there, Dustin? Oh, um, so I am drinking a beer from Rogue Brewing Company, which yeah. is in Oregon, Oregon, which feels a little weird drinking a non-Colorado beer on our show. Could be our first one. I think it is. No, I thought you had one a while back. Maybe not. Either way, it's a uh, bat squatch. It's a hazy IPA. Yeah, I got it because of the art on the can. <laughs> the art on the can's really cool. Bat so what if squash. I am? Um, I am a bat squash. Mine's what? from Colorado. Mine's a Senor Pina. 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 <laughs> it's a Senior pineapple blonde oh, it's ale. Pineapple blonde ale. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christy, you want your snacks? Yes. Oh, snacks for Christy. So I got you. This which is stuck. I got you Cheez Its Pepper Jack flavored. Oh, yes. You can. I'll open them because it'll be noisy, and I want some also. (laughs) (laughs) This is a first. Christy's not opening her snack. Time out. Okay. Yours, your your snack kind of melted and fused as one. It's because it always does. Because it was hot in the car. What you I don't got know there? what I just watched you do under the table. But it was well, I was trying to break them apart, <laughs> but it's not working. What are you doing to my snacks? So I got you these. What are they? I don't oh. know. It looked different. <gasps> oh, my God. It does look different. Candy apple pretzels, fudge coated pretzels. Oh Candy my apple God. pretzels. Well, I don't understand. What part is the apple part? Are Probably the frosting, right? You, candied apple fudge? It says fudge coated pretzels, candy apple pretzels. You should open know. it up and try one. Yeah. Okay. Open your Don't own tell snack. Tell us what it's like. Thank you, Dustin, for allowing me to open my own snack. <laughs> <laughs> but good luck pulling out just oh, one because they all fuse together. So good. <laughs> it smells like I just walked into like Hobby Lobby in the fall. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a pretzel. Mm. Are you going to let me have one? Ooh, it tastes like a. Oh yeah! I imagine when I saw these, it I was like, like "These are either going to be super out. delicious, okay, okay. or they're going to be like yeah. the worst snack ever." It is like an appley fudge. They taste kind of like the Applejack cereal. Yeah. Which is so good. I like it. But, mm. but chocolatey, kind of. It's like a white fudge. I'm just gonna like pull the whole thing out and just start eating it like a caramel apple. There you go. You might have to. Yeah. It it all melted and fused. That's delicious. Y'all Those are very opposite snacks, but I'm they taste really good together. glad it's you like them. Salty and sweet. Yeah. There you go. 
tastes really good together. And cheesy and sweet. Ooh, those have like a surprisingly good aftertaste. <laughs> yeah, it kind of well, coats I your sure mouth. I hope so. Hmm. <laughs> it really does taste like Apple Jacks. <laughs> it does. Yeah. yeah. Which is awesome. It is awesome. Huh. <laughs> Mm. Aren't you jealous, listeners? Yeah, I would be too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that white Russian stout mostly for the Big Lebowski reference. Yeah, it's pretty de- delish. The nitro abides. Exactly. For those that were just wondering what it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anywho, so today's episode. Yeah, today's episode. It's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be really fun. <laughs> this was a uh, this was a fun week prepping for this one i'm sure yeah. my roommate was probably very confused over hearing oh, all the movies i was watching he's like dustin's on a weird kick right now. <laughs> right yeah you and i have talked about countless movies in the years that we've known each other but i can't think of us ever in our entire life talking about musicals <laughs> right and so it will be very interesting i i don't even have any concept of what musicals you might like or might have on your list <laughs> So well, I'm I had to, to like going into this one. I had to give myself kind of rules of like, mm-hmm. okay, I have a ton of music biops, you yeah. know, those don't count. Yeah, <laughs> like there needs to be the songs in the movie have to be part of like the dialogue. They have to be mm-hmm. part of the story, not yeah. just a song. Dialogue or exposition or something. Yeah. So I. I have one on my list that is the gray area of that rule, (laughs) but there's like two or three songs in it that they actually sing that are part of the dialogue, so it counts. All right. And I double checked to make sure it at least technically had the musical genre list. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, anybody who's listened to the romance episode might expect us to cheat Cheat a little bit. bit. But I guarantee you, none of my movies are cheating. They are all sincere musicals. Yep. Yeah, mine, like I said, the the one that I have on here, which is kind of in the gray area, it's still a musical. There's yeah. still, it is music. Yeah, this was a, <laughs> this was an interesting week. I have never watched so many musicals back to back, and I only watched like eleven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched. I, I didn't watch all of mine, but I did watch parts of all of mine, I think. And then I watched a handful of new, a, a couple of new ones or ones that I put in my honorable mentions that were interesting. Did you watch Cats? No, I didn't watch Cats. <laughs> I, I was going to assume that nobody was going to bring up or mention or watch catch, Cats as as uh, one of their movies. Yeah, that's, that's a safe call to make. <laughs> I have zero interest in seeing that movie. Yeah. From what I've heard, I've talked to a couple people who said they couldn't even make it like 15 minutes into it. Yeah. <laughs> now, I can't tell. When I hear that, that little part of my brain, kind of like with horror movies where they get listed as the scariest thing ever. Yeah. And my brain's like, ooh, challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. Hearing the movie is that bad. Yeah. Definitely not. Not a lot, mm-hmm. but there's a little like ping in my brain that's like, yeah, we should see just how terrible it really gets. But there's no way I want to mm-hmm. a spend any money on it, yeah, and be like, I don't know if I want to waste my time. <laughs> like, I don't. I could be watching something entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If the closer it gets to the so bad it's good category, then I start getting interested right. again. But it like seems kind of in the middle. I'd be curious. To watch the cut of it where they left 
the buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the version that what? Seth Rogen got stoned and watched. Okay. <laughs> or he, or maybe he only watched the, the theatrical, but he live tweeted during Cats. Okay. But apparently there's a version where they left all the buttholes. I didn't know they took the buttholes out, so this is all new information. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like if that version actually exists and ever were to be released, mm-hmm. I would probably watch it. Because I, at least like 10 minutes of it, because I know I'd, I'd laugh for at least 10 minutes, and then I'd probably have to turn it off because I wouldn't be able to stomach any more of it. I just want to know, I there's so much in that statement <laughs> that's going on. I really want to know, at what point during the production someone was like, we need to have buttholes on these costumes <laughs> or on the CGI or whatever. Cats always show their butts, Jake. And then at what point did it, during the production were like, no, this is too much, we need to take them out. <laughs> Take the buttholes out. Take the buttholes out. I mean, maybe there's a scene where they're getting to meeting with each other and they're sniffing their buttholes. I don't know. <laughs> That's just subjective. Can you stop talking about buttholes now? I'm just guessing based on cats I've seen in real life. But I, I also don't care at all about the Broadway musical. It's like super long running. I've never had any interest in ever hearing or seeing anything about. Why are you showing me this picture? No, read oh, the headline. Oh, just a headline that says... Read the headline. Cat's VFX editor confirms the butthole cut was very real, very terrible. Okay. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> they would know. I don't know if that's something to brag about that it's a real thing. I got real but... concerned when you were going to show me your phone, and I was like, I don't want to see the butthole. <laughs> You're going to see a cat's butthole, Jake. <laughs> that might be the most butthole talk we've ever had. Yeah, I was going to say, this the is supposed... The butthole I've ever heard. This is supposed <laughs> to be a wholesome... A butthole's my favorite word. This, that's true. It is. One time I tried to call Jake a butthole over text and my phone auto-corrected it to buttonhole. And it's my favorite thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this was supposed to be a wholesome episode. Is it though? Because a lot of my picks are not wholesome. It's one of... Really? One yes. Of the, one of the first genres my mom was like, hey, you're, let me know when you have a musical episode. And... Seeing as how we screwed up the romance episode, I was going to be like, hey, mom, redemption. <laughs> no. Now you get to enjoy 10 minutes of butthole talk. So do we have to apologize to your mom like Probably. we had to on the romance Sorry, episode? Mom. Sorry. I'm not. So, I mean, it's only In all natural. fairness, we didn't it's really literally think called the... movie boners. Yeah. Yeah. So us talking about cat buttholes Bowls. for 10 minutes yeah. is that, that's Par fairly for PG-13 for us right there. That's true, actually. See, we are appropriate today. We're not. We're really not. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. So let's get into the wholesomeness of movie musicals. You can't even say that. It's wholesome. Like, you, you were even questioning yours, which makes me think your list is probably very appropriate and mine is not. Well... It's generally appropriate. Okay, because I have a few that are not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, I guess I could go first since Christy went first last week. We can just go in a oh, circle. Oh sure. Um, yeah, my number ten is the only one that may not be appropriate, and the only oh. one that may be. I mean, I went through that whole thing saying how <laughs> this is redemption. It's not like the romance episode. <laughs> and you're gonna kick it off with one that's. But it's not cheating. Uh, right. It has musical in the title. It's Cannibal the Musical. Yes. <laughs> yes. I probably should have waited for Christy to be in the room for that because I was excited to see her reaction. But I was curious if you had even heard of this movie. Hell yes, I've heard of it. It was going to be an honorable mention oh, for me. Oh, man. I'm so excited to talk about it. I couldn't make it an honorable mention. So 
Cannibal the Musical, if you don't know, uh, we talked about South Park in, yep. last week in the, t- in the TV show episode, and the creators of South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, when they were going to school at the University of Colorado, Trey Parker wrote and directed and produced and starred in a musical called Cannibal the Musical. What well, was originally called uh, Alfred Packer the Musical. And Alfred Packer, for people who aren't in Colorado, <laughs> uh, should know that Alfred Packer was a real person. He was the Colorado cannibal. And apparently Trey Parker made this trailer just for like a video movie yeah it was like video production yeah they were like film students and so they did a film class and he made a trailer and apparently it got like a bunch of buzz and people are really into it and so they raised $125,000 to make a full length movie and so Trey Parker wrote and directed it and he's in it and then Matt Stone obviously he's kind of stars in it as Alfred Packer and them and a bunch of their friends on weekends and during spring break made this <laughs> super low budget, super independent, crazy low budget, <laughs> but also really, really funny. Like there are, there are jokes in it that I laugh out loud at. And you can definitely see if you're a fan of South Park or if you're a fan of, I mean, obviously South Park, they make a lot of good music, like musical scenes yeah. and stuff. So the music is very actually real and good and well well that's produced. the thing they're like they're huge broadway fans so yeah. pretty much everything they make mm-hmm. is done in a theater like a theater mindset you know <laughs> yeah yeah and so it's it, and all of the music is it's really funny because the topic of the movie is kind of dark and <laughs> it's about a cannibal but <laughs> christy just came back and gave me a look so my movie, you missed it. My first movie on my list is Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> Ever heard of that? Christie's reaction is very reminiscent of her reaction to Jake's picks during the romance episode. Yeah, and the guilty pleasure <laughs> and episode. And the guilty pleasure and episode. Uh, they're singing, I guess. They are singing. They do sing. Yeah, go. so even though it's about a, a cannibalism, I mean, it's a it's not really about cannibalism. It's about like accident not accidental for he's not like a a bad guy so everybody knows about the donner party right and how they like had to eat each other as they got snowed in over the pass donner pass um it's basically that story but it's about a bunch of uh miners who had to go from utah to colorado and ended up getting snowed in and eating each other and (laughs) alfred packer is the only one who survived and then he ended up like getting arrested and tried they actually shot the trial in the movie in the same courthouse in colorado that he got tried at there you go fun fact and so it's really funny watching it because they obviously went to school at university of colorado they um filmed it all over colorado right all of the old west a lot of old west scenes are from the uh, Buckskin Joe's Wild West theme park in Colorado, which is a very, it's at, like on the level of like Casa Bonita. It's a very like Colorado oh, thing yeah. to do. <laughs> but it's it's such a funny movie. And the music is in contrast to the darkness of the story where these people are killing and eating each other. But the music is all very lighthearted and yep. peppy and Broadway, like fun music. <laughs> Um, there's actually a song about building a snowman that totally frozen, totally <laughs> ripped it off. <laughs> Christy's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the episode where Christy disowns both of us <laughs> over one of our picks. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. It is, but no, it's, it's, it's such a legitimate musical that is. they've actually made 
since it became popular well it didn't really become popular it's kind of a cult hit well because, after south park really became yeah huge yeah then everyone found out about this yeah. student film essentially and yeah and then they actually adapted it for the stage and there are musicals <laughs> you can go to so if you can't get into the book of mormon just find cannibal the musical <laughs> somewhere there you go. and uh and you well, can and see i it. think it's the I'm pretty sure you can probably find Cannibal the Musical streaming somewhere. Yeah, the movie. It's definitely one, if you're a fan of Matt Stone and Trey Parker, mm -hmm. you have to watch this movie because it's mm -hmm. so early, but it gives you such a great like insight to what their careers will be like. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah it's, I read a funny story about how after, it, so I think they made it four or five years before the first season of South Park came out. And after South Park came out, they were like, they went to Comedy Central and they like submitted it. They're like, hey, you should play this. I'm sure our fans would be interested. And Comedy Central had to send them a letter. They're like, we appreciate you submitting it and resubmitting it, but it doesn't meet our standards. <laughs> and apparently Trey Parker like has that letter in his office at Comedy Central. <laughs> he, as he should. It <laughs> doesn't meet their standards. Uh, I don't want to ruin any of the jokes in it, but there is one thing about it I wanted to bring up because when you watch it, you'll appreciate it even more. There's a running joke about um, their ho his horse, Leanne, yeah. is like wanders off and like it keeps like ending up with different people. Um, apparently, that's based on Trey Parker's fiance who cheated on him right before their wedding so it's his ex-fiance um her name was leanne and so that, if you know that going into it when they, every time they talk about the horse and where the horse is it's really really funny i did not know that <laughs> i'm gonna have to go rewatch it and laugh about the horse jokes yeah so that's my number 10 that's Cannibal a the great musical. number 10 great number 10 yeah that was when i watched that oh man just a oh maybe five-ish years ago, a little mm -hmm. longer, because it was streaming on, I think Netflix had it. And I was like, oh shit, I totally forgot about this movie. I have to watch this. And mm -hmm. halfway through it, very much just like, oh my God, yeah, what am I watching and why do I love it so much? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's a great number 10. Great. Great. It is great, it, Christy. Heard it here first. Totally. Uh, my number 10 is a more well-known musical. Yeah. And this is one I had zero desire to ever see. Mm -hmm. I've never been like the biggest musical movie watcher. I don't want to say fan. Like I enjoy musicals. Mm -hmm. I just don't tend to watch them. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. <laughs> um, but this one, uh, when I was married, my wife had this and she enjoyed it. And I was cleaning the house one day and was just like needing something for the background. Mm -hmm. And I do this thing every now and again where I'll go through and just watch every movie I own. Mm -hmm. And this one was one of those. So I just like popped it in. And I ended up not cleaning during the movie because I just wanted to watch the movie. Um, Chicago is my oh. number 10. Okay. Yeah. And this one, I did not realize John C. Riley was in it. And at this point, yeah. I had only seen John C. Riley in like stupid comedies. Mm -hmm. So then all of a sudden, this dude's like, the dude can sing. The dude oh, yeah. can do this. It was like, blew me away. But Chicago is my number 10. It's just a, I was shocked that I enjoyed it so much, but I really like all the kind of crime aspect of it mixed with the. So I've never seen it. 
Okay. I, it's also one of those that I was like, nah, it's probably not for me. <laughs> right. And so... Now, it's been a long time since I've watched it, and it was one that I did not go back and rewatch because okay. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always been one of those movies where I'm like, really interesting cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's a fun movie. It, it was Renee Zellweger and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones... And Richard Gere. Yeah. I didn't know. But John C. Riley is the one part of it that really stands out to me as just being, I know he's like, he's not even one of the main characters in the movie, but that performance from him just always stuck out to me. Yeah. Because it it took me off guard seeing him go from like, (laughs) I think I had seen Step Brothers before I saw Chicago. So to see (laughs) like that actor do such a crazy different role that's range. really yeah yeah so chicago is my number 10 interesting i might have to check it out then yeah it's it's a fun movie yeah there were a handful of musicals that i haven't seen like so i i like musicals i've grew up watching a lot of really old musicals and most of the ones on my list are pretty old i knew um, yours was gonna be so wholesome <laughs> freaking knew it um but yeah there were there are a handful of them that i was looking at as I was like trying to put my list together and I was like, well, that's a musical, that's a musical, but I actually haven't seen it. Cause I, it either didn't grab me or I didn't find it interesting. So Chicago is yeah. one of those, but I have to, I might have to go back. And no, watch it, it. It's a very interesting movie. Um, I can't remember if they're both on like death row or something like that, but okay. Richard Gere plays the lawyer and these two women are trying to like, mm. I thought it was about like a nightclub kind of compete. No, oh. kind of compete. No, I'm not thinking burlesque either. What? Why are you she thinking said that about was, She burlesque. said that was burlesque. The movie burlesque. Because he said he thought about it was a night show. Oh. Nightclub, yeah. And that's a moment. I didn't even know there was a movie called burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I did either. I think I was thinking that you meant cabaret. Oh. Maybe. See, I know cabaret. Yeah. Maybe. I, yeah. I mean, there definitely could be a movie yeah. called burlesque, though. There is. I believe it. Chris is over here like... Dumbasses. Yeah. There is. Stop. <laughs> we have a podcast on movies? Okay. But. Doesn't mean I've seen every movie. <laughs> and especially musicals. We're kind of not well versed on musicals. But Chicago's my number 10. Okay. My number nine is a movie that I was a big fan of the kind of the star of it for a long time. But I didn't didn't see this one until a little bit later okay uh my number nine is little shop of horrors fuck yes (laughs) yes (laughs) it's such a fun movie directed by frank oz and so all of the like puppets of the plants and everything is on point and uh rick moranis is that like star i was a huge rick moranis fan i watched ghostbusters and honey i shrunk the kids probably a hundred times um little giants yeah, Little Giants. I forgot about Little I do love Little Giants. I have Little Giants. I just forgot to list it. And it's 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 funny because it it started as so there was a there was a old movie, a 1960s movie, uh, The Little Shop of Horrors, and then it became a they adapted it to a musical stage production, and then they changed, took the musical stage production and then made this movie in the 80s. Um, and so it's kind of just a funny transformation of things. <laughs> the music in it is pretty funny. I don't know how everybody who doesn't, everybody who gardens doesn't sing the song that he sings to the, oh, they should. the flower <laughs> or the plant. Because, yeah, so it's about Rick Moranis is a guy who works at a flower shop and he kind of like is interested in weird plants. 
and ends up buying one and can't keep it alive and figures out that it wants to like eat blood and so he, yeah it, it feasts on flesh and blood yeah so he feeds it and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger um feed me seymour kind of saves the flower shop because they're failing and then it it's so interesting that it yeah. brings, brings customers in and everything um the the girl ellen green the like lead actress of it always confused me because she's <laughs> kind of super hot but also kind of super not like it's a weird like also her voice sounds like if adam sandler when adam sandler does a woman's voice that's what she sounds like that's that's not a bad (laughs) but it also yeah she's like in an abusive relationship and with steve martin yeah his character is so weird yeah that's a weird weird thing is steve martin's in it who i love obviously we talked about that a lot but yeah he plays a weird character and then john candy's in it as like a radio host who just has people bring in weird things yeah um but yeah it's just a fun movie the music's pretty fun it's very musical i won't say too much yeah because it too is on my list nice a little bit farther up but okay it's funny, though, because, one, it's on my list as well. Yeah. And then I have another pick on my list that has the same kind of backstory, where it was a, a movie, an old movie originally, and then that got turned into a Broadway play, and then they made another movie based on the Broadway play, but it's also technically a remake <laughs> written by the same guy that wrote all their <laughs> We'll get to that in a couple that's picks, but <laughs> that's kind of funny that we both have that kind of story. But I'll, I'll save my little shop stuff for a little bit later. Okay. <laughs> my number nine is probably one of the most famous musical plays. Uh, it's been made into a few different movies. Cats. Um, no, <laughs> no buttholes in this one. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> the butthole talk's not over. No. <laughs> running gag. Um, this was another one. I never cared to see it. But the girl I was dating at the time was a big fan of the play. Uh-huh. And so she really wanted to see like the film version, especially for one sequence. Okay. Um, and this movie was really kind of my introduction to Gerard Butler, or at least that I can remember. Gerard Butler. So my number nine is Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, yeah. he kind of plays the title role. Well, I know. <laughs> in my defense, he's wearing a mask. True. No, I'm not judging, but um, yeah, it just like we went to see it in the theater, and kind of the scope and the tragedy of the story yeah. is what really. I feel like it's a really good adaptation. Of it's the a really good movie, story. and the music in it is intense and mm-hmm. like. I run out of breath just by watching them pelt out those yeah. notes and stuff. But Phantom of the Opera, it's my number nine. It's, just, it's such a tragically beautiful story yeah. of desperation and love mm-hmm. and obsession. Um, yeah, it was just when it ended, I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a really good movie, actually. And then I years later, um, the lead actress in it, she ended up being on the show Shameless, the American version. Yeah. Which always... Amy Rossum. Yeah, which kind of like has always made my brain not hurt, but just <laughs> have a hard time 
kind of dealing with that or accepting that because her character's so yeah wholesome and innocent and phantom and then she's on shameless which if you know anything of that show everybody's pretty shameless it, it's yeah there's nothing you wholesome about it, it. Like, yeah, Christy, I can't. Christy I can't watch it. it. I don't like. I can't it. watch it. <laughs> so it always kind of like because that was my introduction to her as an actress. Yeah. So I always have that like image and that role. Mm-hmm. So whenever she pops up in anything else, if it's at any way inappropriate, I'm like, mm, this is weird. <laughs> but the movie is amazing, and just the the way they made it and. The cast is kind of surprising because a lot of them are pretty huge now. Yeah. Like Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Is in it, which is weird. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so Phantom of the Opera is my number nine. Yeah, I had it in my honorable mentions because I haven't seen it in a long time, but I do I did just remember it very fondly. Like the music is amazing in it. And yeah, like kind of the stage the way they staged it, the way they did the sets, it's very Broadway esque. It's yeah, very well cool. in the the like opera house that it all yeah. takes place. I mean, just that set piece alone is yeah incredible. Yeah, that's a great one. I I, I do love it a lot. Uh, so my number eight is the second puppet musical that came out in 1986. All right, on my list. I was with the the second puppet musical. Yeah, the first one was Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, okay, <laughs> Little Shop of Horrors, directed by Frank Oz, legend. This one directed by Jim Henson, other legend, <laughs> Labyrinth is my number is. number eight. And yeah, Labyrinth is such a fun movie. I feel like it has a mixed reputation where some people feel like it's weird or silly, but I feel like it's a really good fantasy story. It's all of that. It is weird. It, it is, is weird. Silly. It is weird, but it's like not weird because it's because they had trouble making it. It's weird because... Oh, yeah. That's just the way the story is. The story is weird. It's supposed to be weird. I mean, it's weird the way that, like, uh, The Wizard of Oz was weird when it came out. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, it's a very Wizard of Oz-type story where a very young Jennifer Connelly is babysitting her little brother and he gets taken by goblin- goblins because she kind of accidentally wishes that he would get take- took- <laughs> right. taken by goblins. Accidentally. She straight up says it. <laughs> well, she doesn't. <laughs> mean it she just wishes it out loud several times but it's the world that he gets taken to and the goblin king and everything is kind of based on her imagination and her interests it's very kind of wizard of ozzy where it takes a lot of elements of things that she's into she's obviously like a big fantasy nerd and into goblins already reading books about them and all this stuff and uh so she kind of, I guess, manifests the world in her imagination, but ends up actually taking her little baby brother, and she has to rescue him in like a certain amount of time and find her way through this very complicated labyrinth. And David Bowie as the, the Goblin, Goblin King, King. Jareth, he's like so fun, and and just all of the different Muppets dancing around him are. I think it's super entertaining. It is super entertaining. Yeah, and yeah, just everything about Labyrinth is it's so a, uh... crazy and fun. First time I saw it, I was not that young. I think it was in high school when I saw The Labyrinth for mm-hmm. the first time. And when you see it the first time, when you're at that age where you're like, is it cool to like this? <laughs> Am I supposed to hate this? Yeah. I I loved it because it is weird. And I love <laughs> the weirdness of it and just mm-hmm. the awkwardness of all the characters. I, I, I've always gotten a huge kick out of the uh, the creatures that like swap their heads and <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 
always loved them. I've always loved the uh, the doors with the riddle. Yeah, the riddle doors. Are so yeah, fun. and then of course David Bowie, which I didn't grow up listening to anything David Bowie. I didn't really mm. know who he was. Yeah. So this was kind of my introduction of David Bowie, mm-hmm. which honestly, not a bad introduction. I mean, it, it's yeah. His role as the Goblin King is very much kind of mm-hmm. him. Yeah, he, <laughs> I think he made a lot of the music. It's original yeah. music for Bowie music for the for the movie. But then it's just it's, it's so it's much kind fun. of like a rock opera in a way. Like all of the the musical songs are very modern, more modern, more contemporary, kind of well, for the eighties. They're that yeah, they're that decade style. Yeah, and yeah, since it is all Bowie doing, I mean, yeah. It's that's such a fun movie. It really is such a good, good film. Yep. Oh man, number eight. All right, so my number eight is the one that I said is technically a remake of a movie from the sixties okay. that was made into a Broadway play, and then they took the cast from the Broadway play mm. and made the remake of the movie slash adaptation of the play. Okay. I can't guess what connect this is. those dots. Uh, my number eight, number eight is the producers. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I love the original. It With is G- cr- uh, Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, yeah, crazy hilarious. And Mel Brooks. Made it's it. his first directed movie. Okay. Um, crazy funny. Yeah. And then I saw this one. Obviously, I've never seen the actual Broadway play, but the one with Matthew Broderick and. Um, Nathan Lane, yeah, they played those characters on the play, so they just took That's Uma right. Thurman's the only one. Well, her and like one other person were the only ones not in the original play, yeah. But they all just like we'll just film the Broadway, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll put it on film. This movie. So if you don't know, the the concept of this story is probably one of the funniest, especially. And Mel Brooks is the only one that could have yeah written this and gotten away with it. <laughs> Um, so the idea is an accountant and a Broadway producer are trying to figure out how to make money because they have to find $2,000 that have gone missing from the books. Mm-hmm. And they learn that a producer could make more money on a flop mm-hmm. by getting like all these investments than they would on a successful play. So they set out to find... The absolute worst play, guaranteed flop they can find, and they find it in the form of a of a script called Springtime for Hitler. <laughs> which is Which is a very Mel Brooks thing. Right. And, and it's written by a uh, a Nazi soldier who's in hiding in New York <laughs> who wants to correct history's take on Hitler. And it's just He's like the hero. <laughs> yeah. And so they they make this play. They find the worst director, the worst cast. I mean, they really set it up to just be the worst thing ever. It's one of the funniest movies <laughs> and stories. I mean, especially that original one. We talked remakes. Yeah. So this one made me chuckle because I'm like, I'm putting a remake on a list. Yeah. This is great. But the music in it is so much fun, especially when you start seeing like, springtime for Hitler stuff being performed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's some of the most offensive and funniest. <laughs> like, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but doesn't it like 
so they need it to fail so that they make money but doesn't it yeah. like become popular like oh, it starts yeah. becoming successful and <laughs> yeah they do everything they can to make it fail but it just won't it's because really it's funny. just so ridiculous and it, it's a satire it's it's a lot of fun mm. and i really like the the musical version on of the producers is fun to me because they play it exactly like a stage play yeah they're you know they're you can tell their marks are specifically only for the dancing and it's a, it's a unique way of making the movie. And Will Ferrell plays the, uh, <laughs> the Nazi oh, <laughs> in right. New York. <laughs> There's this, the fact that Mel Brooks is Jewish, mm-hmm. Matthew Broderick is Jewish. And at one point they're making them like wear the swastika on their sleeves and yeah <laughs> so it's just everything about it is supposed to be ridiculous and it's supposed to be offensive yeah and satirical all at the same time yeah, so it's compromising just to make money right so it's a it, it's such a fun one to watch <laughs> <laughs> that's a great one yeah i i i, I remember really liking that one it's really funny all right number seven yeah so my number seven is is going back a lot of mine are kind of going way back because i had so many ones that i loved growing up is this where you go super wholesome and i veer off on the uh, not quite so wholesome yeah this is a very wholesome movie this is so i would i felt like i had to choose between this and mary poppins and then i remember we had one we rule had a very specific rule on this uh, the only rule for this episode was no disney movies yep and i had forgotten that mary poppins was disney and i was like saved <laughs> so i went with this movie my number seven is chitty chitty bang bang <laughs> yeah. And Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is such a fun and wholesome movie with Dick Van Dyke. I can't tell if Christy just judged you or if she was just scratching her nose. I scratched my nose. Okay. <laughs> because it's such a good movie. And it's uh, Sally Ann Houses is the kind of the female lead. She plays Truly Scrumptious. And she's like on the level of Julie Andrews. Like I remember her um, as fondly as, as Julie Andrews and Mary Poppins. Like they're both such good singers and leads and actresses. But it's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is a fun, funny movie, and it's also one of the it has one of the scariest parts of my entire childhood, which is the kid catcher. So the story the story of the movie is that there are these kids, and they have this. There's this car that in like 1900 turn of the century that was like a big Grand Prix race car, and these kids find it in a junkyard, and they like enjoy playing on it, and. Uh, the owner of the junkyard is going to sell it for scrap metal. And so they convince their dad, Dick Van Dyke, to buy it, even though Dick Van Dyke is an, invent- an inventor and makes a lot of silly contraptions and is also not that rich and able to buy cars randomly. Because um, this is 1900 when cars are very, very new and very, right. very expensive. Um, but they he ends up getting like 30 quid or some, some crazy <laughs> low amount in order to buy it for them. And fixing it up, and it ends up kind of being a magical car where it it has its own personality, and it has all these like fun special features that it'll do to like help them out, and it can like fly, and it can like do all these things, and so they name it Chitty Chitty Bang Bang because of the sounds it makes, um, and it's just like an old maybe steam engine car. It's just like really fun, but the the songs in it, like all everything from um, so the lead actress truly scrumptious is like the daughter of this candy 
company and so they do they have like whistling sweets and it's so wholesome <laughs> everything about it is sweet and nice except the kid. for the kid catcher there is a villain in the movie where this guy in a, like a horse drawn buggy with bars like a jail buggy goes around catching truant i think truant children like kids that aren't in school or kids that are orphans i'm not i don't remember exactly but he takes children and just snatches them up like in a net and throws them in his caged <laughs> buggy and drives them off and it's he is the scariest darkest so if you remember in lord of the rings two towers the worm tongue guy that like yeah he looks like that he's like wearing all black and he's just really scary but he has like a top hat and it's the scariest thing of my entire childhood is chitty chitty bang bang <laughs> but other than that super wholesome and fun and children's movie so i'm, I'm looking up a picture of the kick catcher because mm -hmm. i've never seen oh. chitty chitty bang bang it's you would like it it's un i remember going unlikable. to i remember going to a friend's house when i was in like elementary school and he was watching it mm -hmm. when I came over. So I've seen bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've never actually watched the whole thing. I was shocked that it wasn't Disney because it's on the level of... I like, thought it was. It's on the level of 60s Disney, but it's not. It's actually... It's This is interesting. Oh, that guy is gross and creepy looking. He's very scary. Oh my god. Imagine being like The fuck seven, is he wearing? Maybe five and watching that movie. Dude, he's got like popsicles. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He lures them with candy. Yeah. That was a thing. The fuck. And so that's kind of like a message: don't get into cars when kids when strangers yeah, no offer shit. you candy. Strangers are bad. Don't do it. <laughs> but fun fact about the movie: it's based on a book written by Ian Fleming, who wrote the James Bond novels. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's really intriguing. Yeah, it's very weird and funny, but it's yeah, it's kind of sixties Disney fantasy esque. Without just, being Disney. Yeah. And the music is fun. Like his dad, Dick Van Dyke is an invent, inventor. Yeah. And he invents like all these silly, ridiculous things. He invents uh, like this thing that will make breakfast, but it's like a Rube Goldberg device, like kind of like the Wallace and Gromit thing where you like get dressed in the morning, but for So also kind of like the uh, the whole contraption at the beginning of Back to the Future. Yeah. With the, the breakfast and the eggs. And yeah. All that. Basically oh, like okay. that. Well, I will have to... It's one of those, you are not the first one to tell me okay. that I would love it. Mm -hmm. And yes, although I do tend to like lean more towards stuff that's not necessarily wholesome, I know I've had picks on some of our lists where I've been like, this might be the most wholesome thing or uplifting thing ever. So I do enjoy that stuff. I will have to actually yeah. get around to watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I'm also a big Dick Van Dyke fan. Yes. Like, I love everything he's in. <laughs> Christy giggles Christy's, every time I say Dyke. Christy is so... No, I think she was giggling. Dick? Yeah. Okay. Because you were like, I'm, I'm such a big a, fan of Dick. I'm a big fan Van of Dick. Dyke. Van Dyke. <laughs> he is the... He does have a funny name. I mean, it's How Dick does Jake Van not Dyke. have a fail folder of his I love Jack dudes? And I, I'm the one <laughs> responsible for editing the podcast. <laughs> and I get to control what goes in and what goes out. That's what she said. <laughs> Just here for the snacks. This is a wholesome <laughs> episode. <laughs> Sorry, Jake's mom. Big dicks, okay? All right. I really thought you were laughing at Dyke. 
Nope. Okay. Nope. It was because he had just that such a weird pause. That would have been my second laugh had the first one not occurred. <laughs> okay. Been this is this may not See, make it in the podcast, but I'm gonna. Of course, because it's your editing. Yeah, Chris, it. that it's going in. Yeah. Christy said something last night that was really funny. We were talking about I forget what we were talking about. We were talking about Jews. Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! No, no. Jake just set this whole story up with we were talking about something really funny. We were talking about Jews. Because the we fuck were watching. Is wrong? <laughs> Mel Brooks is funny. We were watching Shit's Creek. Yeah. And they were talking about it was like the bread maker, the bagel maker yeah, episode. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, of course you're good at bagels because he's Jewish. And he, and okay. he was talking about the word. He never knows what he can say, and he's right. like, he doesn't know the word he's not supposed to say. Yeah, because he's like, I don't feel like I can call you a Jew. I feel like that's a slur or offensive or something. So then Jake, like, we were kind of laughing, and then Jake's like, Do you even know the word you're not supposed to use? Yeah, I was like, I bet you don't even know what the like. Let's not say the word. We're not gonna say it. No, we're not gonna say it. But but I was like, I bet you don't even know what the offensive word for Jews is. And then, so Christy thinks for one second. Mm, you gotta say it. I have to say yeah. it. <laughs> Christy thinks for a second, and she goes, "Giblets." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's giblets. <laughs> it is but for it now. So deadpan. Now and like... forevermore, giblets." <laughs> okay, you want to embroider gory porn on something for me? We need you to do that for Jake, but with the I love Dick. Dot 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 Van Dyke, and yours needs to just be giblets. <laughs> the funny thing is, is, I knew it wasn't right, but yeah. it was so funny in my head that I literally started smiling before yeah. I said it. I'm like, giblets. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh my god! I laughed for ten minutes. <laughs> okay, moving on. I don't even know how to segue from we that. We really worried you, didn't we? Number seven. <laughs> All right, number seven is. Probably one of, if not the most well-known, mm-hmm. timeless musicals ever. I thought you said yours weren't, yours weren't uh, wholesome. Oh, <laughs> that could be a broad. It's, topic. it's also when you get older and realize everything that's in the movie, mm. it might be one of the most inappropriate musicals ever. Okay. <laughs> Everyone knows the songs. Everyone loves the songs. When you hear it, you can't help but sing it. Mm-hmm. Someone can even make a reference to it, and you will bust out in song. Mm. My number seven is Grease. Oh, yeah. Love it. <laughs> Chris loves Grease. Great movie. Yeah. And then you find out what they're actually singing about, <laughs> what the lines are, and you're like, this is yeah, gross. <laughs> but... Every parent, like when we were growing up, yeah. every parent was like, oh, watch Grease. Yeah. Everyone can watch Grease. Everybody's mom loves Grease. Right. I don't know why. And then you get older and you... John Travolta and yeah. John's outfit in the end. Everybody loves yeah. Lillian and John. Dude, she is... Banging. <laughs> the fact that they had to sew her in that suit is like... They did? Yeah. Wow. It's... I mean, it's <laughs> kind of tight. Believable, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, that it movie is just... spandex. I don't know. It's I don't stretchy. know. It, it, it's pretty... Uh, Form fitting. <laughs> <laughs> is it Dustin? It is. <laughs> He's inspected it. But Grease, I mean, it's got some of the most fun songs. Yeah. Classic songs. Seriously, I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. anyone makes a reference and immediately you start, you know, humming mm-hmm. Summer Lovin' or Grease tell Lightning. Me more, tell me more. There it is. Yep. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. <clears throat> of all the parts you chose to reset. Yeah, I don't know why I chose You the, chose the ladies part. The lady backup dancers. Not even the main girl, but like just the backup girls. Yeah. Oh, well. That was uh so, I don't even I can't I'm trying to think of the guy's part. I can't even remember. <laughs> he can't even do it. All I can think of Tell me, does he have a car? I don't know. I sound like Adam Sandler is, doing is that. Is Travolta role. just not jacked enough for you in that He's movie? really not. No. He's really not, no. No. Really <laughs> last night when we were watching Shit's Creek, like Mutt was on the screen and he was like, That dude has no pecs. Yeah, so that annoys me about going let's stop and talk about TV again. So that annoys me about Shit's Creek where they're like this guy who's supposed to be like jacked and dreamy, but he stands all bent backwards and forwards to try to like flex his abs. But he has no pecs at all, and I'm like, you don't even have abs. You're just standing weirdly, and he just has a low body fat. He's not jacked. He's not. That's just not something I actually ever noticed, Jake. Well, you should notice it. It's should very obvious and distracting. So Grease is a great musical. It's my number seven. <laughs> distracting, you say. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great musical. I didn't have it, it on my list because I... I didn't have anybody in my life who like impressed it upon me, which I feel like a lot of people have. I like, like I saw it and I liked it, and obviously the songs are iconic, but it just wasn't big for me. Okay. Unlike some of these other ones. <laughs> Christy, on the other hand, loves it. Yeah, as she should, because it's a great movie. It is a great movie. Um, I feel like my number six is the major movie musical it's one that it's one that i saw early on you already picked the muppets in your comedy episode (laughs) i did think about putting the muppets on my list but after having frank oz and jim henson in my other two movies i was like i can't do the muppets also that's bordering on cheating and i'm not cheating these are all very serious musicals right and you had already picked the muppets yeah you could have done the newer Muppets. I could have done the... Well, I was thinking the, like the Muppets take Manhattan or, or something. That. But yeah. But no, this... My number six is the major movie musical. When I think of a movie musical like, like a Broadway adaptation yeah. or whatever, I think of West Side Story. Okay. And West Side Story to me is, is one of those movies I saw when I was super young. So young that I didn't... Nobody told me that it was like a Romeo and Juliet thing. And you watch the whole movie, and then I get to the end, and I'm like, this is an awful lot like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I mean, it's not exact, because obviously uh, Maria lives, spoiler alert. Um, so Maria, played by Natalie Wood, who's awesome. Um, she lives at the end, but... <laughs> spoiler uh, again. Spoiler, Tony dies. And uh, I was like, wow, this is a lot like Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> so it's about... Two street gangs in New York. I think it's in New York. Um, the Jets and the Sharks. I mean, everybody's heard of the Jets and the Sharks. Everybody's seen the snapping. Um, Everyone's mocked the snapping. Yeah, everybody walks down the street snapping their fingers towards each other because they're going to dance fight. I mean, these days you do that just to mock and make fun of Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but I, the Jets and the Sharks, I've, even though the like I really like West Side Story for the dancing. Okay. The cor- the choreography in it. Yeah, it's there might be more choreography than singing in it. Like there's the whole opening. I don't think there's any singing. It's mostly dancing. But 
all of the dancing and everything is very this is gonna sound weird it's like soft like it's but it symbolizes the fighting so it's soft for fighting like it's obviously yeah. not violent but it's all the, there's a lot of spinning and twirling but it still maintains all of the tension and drama and like you feel concern like you feel like you feel like they're fighting you feel like this guy getting chased by this other group is gonna get killed by them even though they're dancing and jumping and trolling on each other and so it's i i really like that i really think that it does a really good job of maintaining the tension and the drama of a gang violence which is very serious while being very dance ballet right oriented um and so i i i think that it's just really good all of the songs in it are so good i mean it's on the level of legends it's obviously everybody knows well it's a it, yeah it, it's in terms of musicals yeah it's huge yeah it's like and i just it's up there <laughs> i just saw i don't think i've heard or seen a trailer but apparently steven spielberg's remake yeah it this so year i mentioned that in our remakes episode you probably did i just zoned yeah it. yeah jerk <laughs> <laughs> well now i know because yeah, i looked yeah, it up myself yeah. i yeah i don't know when it's coming out but it said 2020 steven spielberg well, originally remake. it was supposed to be like the big Christmas release this year, uh, but depending so on how the rest of the year. year goes, it might be next year. All right. Um, I saw that in band class in middle school. Yeah. Which I n- never understood why we watched it in band class, but I, I would guess. I think so it was I've, just I've, for I've, like song structure. And it's also one of the movies that one of the only musicals I can think of where the first five minutes of it is just the overture like you're actually at the theater and so they just play the music over like a colored screen like nothing's on screen they just play all the music and so i would guess that's why but oh that might be it but i remember watching it and i think i was like seventh or eighth grade it's probably so your teacher could take a nap that's mostly what my teachers did when we watch movies it was like don't want to deal with a bunch of kid shit today (laughs) but uh i remember watching it and the whole time thinking like don't act like you're enjoying it because it, I don't know if musicals are cool. When did you say you saw it? Like seventh or eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. So junior highish. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if it's cool to like this. <laughs> All the girls like it. I can't say I like it though. Cause I might get beat up. I mean, if you tell the girls that you like it, it's a good thing. Right. But then it gets back to all the guys. Yeah. Then and, you get beat up. Right. <laughs> but it was entertaining. I was like, this is a good movie, but I'll pretend to hate it. <laughs> but I've rewatched it since then, and yeah. obviously I don't give two fucks now. You can defend yourself now. I, yeah, and I just don't care. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's yeah. a great musical. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very curious to see Spielberg's mm-hmm. version. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Spielberg as a film. I mean, yeah, his yeah. movies are amazing. and the So I have very high hopes mm-hmm. for it to be really good. Um. I don't know anything about it. I don't know if anyone really knows how he's approaching yeah, it. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I don't even know if it's the same gangs or the same. Right. Because it's kind of like Puerto Ricans versus Italians in the old version. Or maybe not Italians, but I think Tony's Italian. The, like, I forget Romeo what their like, nationalities are. But, but the sharks are Puerto Rican. Yeah. Um, 
I guess my only hope for it, or uh, the one thing I hope they don't try to do, which we talked about quite a bit in our remakes of Mm -hmm. don't try to overdo too much. I I hope they keep to that kind of spirit of that original of embracing the music of it, not Mm -hmm. being, you know, too overly choreographed, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it'll be interesting Let to see the if, they, if they keep the same songs or if they. I I would imagine keep like some of them and add new ones. I or, think that's what they'll do. Yeah, they'll probably omit the at least one that everyone approach. absolutely loves, <laughs> and then make all their new ones. Yeah, everybody will say, "Wow, the new ones are terrible. The old <laughs> ones are good." Like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, we're not talking about Disney. <laughs> right. Number six, Little Shop of Horrors. Nice. Um, yeah, this is such a wacky fucking movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so different. Um, Steve Martin always stands out to me pretty heavily in this one mm-hmm. because it's such a different, short, but different role for him to be in. Yeah. And you can tell everyone in this movie, you can tell they were all in it. <laughs> to lean heavily into the ridiculous aspect of it and just have fun with it. You, I love it when you can tell that they're doing that. Yeah. Bill Murray even has a very quick, oh, and yeah. probably one of the most awkward cameos <laughs> ever. <Yep. laughs> He's a guy that gets off on pain. And it's just so gross and weird to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird movie. It's a very weird movie, <laughs> but yeah, I can't, I mean the whole opening with the title, song little mm-hmm. shop of horrors i fun story i asked my daughter if she had seen this yet mm-hmm. and her response was singing mm-hmm. the title song she just bust out into the, the tune it was mm-hmm. like clearly you've watched this <laughs> yeah i enjoyed those those three singers at the beginning they kind of like reoccur they're, yeah they they're like, kind of like weird they're like specters kind of where they're they show up in dresses and sing songs, but then they also show up as like just like people on the street, yeah. like street urchins. Well, they, they remind me a lot of, and I guess actually it should be reverse. So let me rephrase that. Uh, do you remember, not to talk Disney again, but <laughs> it's unavoidable. <laughs> the Muses and Hercules. Yeah. The Muses yeah. remind me heavily of the three women from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, totally. They tell the story. They mm-hmm. they prepare you for the coming scenes or the coming events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Little Shop is just yeah, and they're not really, they're not really in the world because I was like re- they I are, rewatched but they're it. Not. Yeah. yeah, I rewatched it, and the opening credits is like raining, but they're not getting wet. Yeah, and so I was like, they're like ghosts or well, something. they're like singing directly to the audience. Yeah, or, so the fourth wall doesn't even exist to them. Yeah, they're like the the narrator. I think they of. actually only have one scene where they interact with, like, the characters in the yeah. But yeah, Little Shop is just, it's such a unique movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you don't like musicals, mm-hmm. this is one I would still recommend to yeah. watch. Because yeah, the music is a lot of fun and there is a lot of music in it. There's a lot of music in it. But the story itself is just so goofy. Mm-hmm. Like you just laugh the whole time at, I mean, Rick Moranis chops up a body with an axe at one point. <laughs> it's yeah. Rick Moranis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta feed the plant. You do have to demanding feed it. it. Audrey too. Yeah, yeah. Christy had a a Venus flytrap for a while that was named Audrey too. As well as it should be. Yeah, it's pretty funny. 
Yeah, absolutely love that movie. <laughs> All right, Jake, number five. So my number five, uh, also very wholesome, also very iconic, very epic. My number five is The Sound of Music. With okay. The Queen, Julie Andrews, <laughs> the absolute best. Um, I kept like trying to put it higher, but the ones that are higher for me are kind of more personal. But the sound of music is so incredibly good. Like, I don't know if anybody doesn't like the sound of music. All of this. What? <laughs> Dustin is slowly raising his hand. You don't like the sound of music? Let, okay, let me put it this way. It's not that I don't like the sound of music. Okay. It just never did anything for me. I think it's a very well-made movie. Uh-huh. But, wow, let's Jake <laughs> off. Here you go, Chris. You've been waiting for this moment forever. I mean... For Jake to be upset with me. I was always operating under the assumption that you had a soul or a heart or any sort of emotion. Fight! Fight! <laughs> I just got done saying it's a very well-made movie. It That's just never just like stuck with me. Okay. I... It stuck with me. I mean, maybe because I saw it, I saw it super young. Because like, you love super wholesome things, and it's one of those movies that it. we had the VHS set of, and it was on two different VHSs, yep. and you had the intermission in between, and you had to like switch tapes. Intermission being changed to tape two. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's just everything. All of the songs are so good. All of the songs are some of the best songs ever, and I also really enjoy the historic aspect of it like it takes it's i like a, that part it's it's the von trapp family were a real family for one thing and then also it happens like leading up to world war ii and there's a bunch of nazis in it and they have to escape austria and it's so it's it's exciting in parts but it's also very wholesome and her interactions with the kids and falling in love with the dad and it's I just think it's so cute, and I just love it to death. So wholesome. Yeah. Now, this is one my dad loves, The Sound of Music. Yeah. Okay? Both parents love Sound of Music. And so I watched it tons growing up, because my dad, you know, my folks just, they love that movie. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I, it was never that I, I didn't like it, or that I thought it was a bad movie. There was just always, like, yeah, this one's just not cooking for me yeah. which is weird because the historical aspect i do like that mm -hmm. so you would think i would just automatically like hell yeah this is me i'm all in on it but yeah it just it never really stuck with me mm -hmm. definitely not near as much as her other in my opinion greatest role and had we allowed disney on here it would have been on here but <laughs> so the, it just it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. So I have a soul. <laughs> Fuck face. <laughs> and it has like a little, it has like a little subplot of Romeo and Juliet subplot where the oldest daughter. You got a thing for Romeo and Juliet, man. Well, it's tragic and it's romantic and it's just works well. Oh yeah. Because suicide is romantic. Well, I mean, not the, not the suicide part, but the part where, <laughs> the part where the oldest daughter is part with his family and she's in like think she's falling in love with this kid but he's also like a hitler youth yeah and so they can't be together because he turns out to be a dick because he's a hitler youth <laughs> but <laughs> that, that um, kind of happens they go hand to hand yeah <laughs> but until that point when they're singing in the gazebo it's very cute 
Yeah, it's just, it's a great movie. It really is a great movie. I just mm-hmm. okay. It was one that just for some reason mm-hmm. did not click. That's okay. This is what it feels like when I gave you all that shit for hating comedy, huh, Christy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would apologize, but that would be out of character. So <laughs> <laughs> let's not grow. Let's just move on. Yeah. Who wants to grow? <laughs> Especially with my number five pick. Oh boy. <laughs> You went super wholesome and loving. Yep. I'm going with Satan and <laughs> and rock and roll. I was waiting for this. So I wanted this you movie. You totally know what this is. I wanted this movie on my list a lot, and I had it in honorable mentions. So this is my gray area. Yeah. This is my gray area movie. I think because it Because it does count, because there's like two or three songs that actually, mm-hmm. they sing. There's no dancing in it. Yeah. But they use the music to propel it. So my number five is Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Yeah, the music is, <laughs> it tells the story. It does. And as a huge fan of rock and roll and metal mm-hmm. and comedy, mm-hmm. Tenacious D is like, yep, it's all of my favorite things rolled up into one. Mm-hmm. And they just, I love how they embrace all the rock and roll stuff and then make absolute fun of you can only like rock and roll if you're a slave to Satan. <laughs> like that's a running gag of Tenacious D is they're Satanists and Satan mm-hmm. worshipers and Satan's the only reason they're playing rock and roll. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, this movie is so much fun. I know it like bombed when it first came out. People hated it. Now it's grown into like this huge cult love. Mm-hmm. I've never understood how people can't like this movie because it's fun, yeah. But the music in it is so fucking badass, <laughs> and it's so good. And Dave Grohl cameoing yeah. as Satan, just yeah, it's it's too much fun. <laughs> I fucking love Tenacious D. <laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of Tenacious D's music yes. for a long time, and then I and then when they had the movie come out, and I learned they had a movie, I was like. If it's anything like the music, it'll be awesome. And it is. It's exactly like the music. <laughs> it's it's basically the music with a couple of scenes in between. <laughs> yeah. And you get Tim Robbins doing just yeah. the weirdest role he's ever been in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amy Poehler cameos in it at one point. It's really, it's just, it's such a cool movie. Yeah. It's so funny. And it's stoner humor. So mm-hmm. if you like immature stoner stuff, or if you've listened to any of their music. Yeah. You know exactly what you're getting when you start watching this movie. Yeah, and I I always enjoy watching movies of people who are friends in real life being buddies in a movie, and you can you can obviously tell that that they've had a long working relationship. Oh yeah, and they're very comfortable being friends together. Yeah, and it's Kyle Gass and Jack Black. They're just yeah. They're such a great duo. And yeah, you can tell they've been friends forever. So doing all these jokes is just easy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's natural to them. They, I, <laughs> yeah, Tenacious D and Pick a Destiny. Yeah. By the way, mm-hmm. my uh, ex-brother-in-law for Christmas one year got me the soundtrack box set, which came with the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It came with Tenacious D tarot cards <laughs> and it came with the pick. So oh, nice. I have... The pick of destiny. Wow, that's a big. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't create music, but okay. It's fun to I was have. Gonna say, that's a big responsibility to hold on to that. I would hold on to that. <laughs> Melt your faces off. <laughs> <laughs> the 
power of rock. Do what you gotta do. (laughs) Yeah, beat my number five, Jake. I will. Let's see what wholesome movie you've got now. An incredibly wholesome movie. (laughs) Another one. That I actually know Christy's been waiting for. But I would have had, even if I didn't know she liked it, it's one of my favorites. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Christy's hand is in the air. She is silently cheering right now. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. I love Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. It's from the 50s. It's super wholesome. It has Howard Keel and Jane Powell and all of the music is so fun and so good like so it's about a guy it takes place in like the 1800s I want to say and it's about a guy who lives up in the mountains and he has to go into town every once in a while to get supplies and he ends up feeling like he needs to have to get married to have a wife to have a partner to have someone around the house to help take care of his farm with them and so he goes around trying to find a wife and he sings about it and ends up finding uh millie jane powell and for some odd reason she agrees to marry him so they get married on a whim and then he, they're driving back home and he feels like he should probably tell her that he has six brothers at home that live with him and it's a, like a stag fest and they're all very like unmannered and all this stuff um but doesn't get around to it and kind of like drops the ball and she gets there and is super upset obviously because these guys are rough and tumble they're dirty they're gross they're disgusting they're dudes they're you know about what you imagine seven brothers would be like if they lived until they lived together for 30 years with no parents around and so she gets upset but then she ends up kind of like deciding that she's going to keep her word and stay married and she ends up i love her because she's strong but gentle and she kind of whips them into shape and kind of teaches them how to be civilized and all these things and they end up dancing and doing all the like standard 50s musical things right and it's super wholesome and fun i do feel like it has been people have decided that it's problematic in 2020 there's a (laughs) Christy's giving me a face. I've heard everything is problematic in 2020, Jake. There is a point where they steal the women. They go, they do steal. They go to town and steal all the brothers. They're like, hey, Millie is great. We should all have wives like. And they so they go to town and steal some all of the local girls and they bring them home and they get kind of trapped because there's an avalanche and they have to stay there and their parents can't rescue them. But it's it's not like bad it's like it's treated like that's a mistake it's treated like you shouldn't have done that it's treated very i feel like it's very respectful of women i don't know why it's problematic but it's well with those everything is problematic in the year 2020 yeah i'm very shocked my pick of greece has not been included in any of that dialogue because yeah it's (laughs) it was problematic for its time yeah but yeah (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I love, I mean, all of the music is so good. The barn raising scene, it's one of my favorites of all time. And so it had to be a pretty high on my list. I love it. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Yep. Top that. Yep. <laughs> I was never a fan. Dustin doesn't like any of my movies, Christy. Dustin, <laughs> go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chris has been waiting for us to disagree. I'm sorry that I don't like Seven Bright. Okay, whereas Sound of Music, yeah. I will agree to you that it's a very well made movie. Great, you know mm-hmm. all that. Yeah, I just don't like Seven Brights. For Seven <laughs> it's just never have. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I just. It's so good. Yep. Sure. It is. <clears throat> I actually, I at least have a, at least one more that I know you'll disagree with. <laughs> Just based on that? No, based on previous conversations. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, my number four is all about murder (laughs) and revenge (laughs) and cannibalism. (laughs) And it's not Cannibal the Music. No, no, no. In fact, there's nothing really funny about this one. Yeah. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah, I I thought you might. So my number four is Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Yeah. This, I had never known, all I ever knew about this story was it was a barber that killed people mm-hmm. above a uh, meat pie place. Yeah. That was all I ever knew about it. And then this movie came out during like the huge, everyone was in love with Johnny Depp. Yeah. Boom of the 2000s. Yeah. Um, and so I was really excited <clears throat> to see it because I'm a fan of Johnny Depp's. I like his movies, even the ones everyone else seems to hate. Mm-hmm. I find enjoyable because he's just he's a great character actor. But I was really intrigued with this one because it was a musical. But on top of that, they all actually sang on set, mm. so it was kind of live. It, yeah, yeah. So I was really excited to see that aspect of it, and it did not disappoint. In fact, it's one of those movies where. Over time, I've grown to love it even more. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a morbid <laughs> fucking story. It is. <laughs> yeah. You, you're not going to feel good at the end of this musical. It's crazy bloody. It's yeah. brutal. It's gross. You know, it's like, I forget what century of London it is. Uh, it's like Jack the Ripper times, kind of. Kind of, yeah. But without Jack. Yeah. It's like that that era of gas lanterns where you could murder people and nobody would notice they right. were missing. Yeah, I mean he just I mean he cuts people's throats. Yeah. And there's windows. You can see, I mean, no one's coming back out of his barber shop and no one questions except for a mad woman. Yeah. <laughs> but the story is just the music of it, especially there's a song in it called My Friends mm. and it's him singing to his blades. Mm always been one of my favorites and it's just when i rewatched it this well this last week for this man it had been a while since i had watched it and rewatching it was like oh fuck (laughs) i love this movie so much (laughs) i I just love the gothic kind of view of it you know it's tim burton so you know what you're getting um but the music and just johnny depp in this movie i actually think this might be one of his greatest performances and Mm. maybe most underrated because mm-hmm. I mean, his singing voice is killer. Yeah, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> but Sweeney Todd is my number four. Yeah, I I remember the music more fondly than the movie. Yeah, like I've 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 heard the music and the music is really 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 good. I've just never been that big of a Tim Burton fan. His movies are extremely specifically stylized. Yeah, and it's just not like my style. Um, which I get. Yeah. I like it. 
Good. I'm I glad. feel like you're just trying to. It's I feel like you're arguing with I'm me just arguing. to argue because no, I told a, you I didn't like. I understand Bride. why it's on your list. It's a great musical. The music is great. I didn't have it on my list because I don't like Tim Burton as much. But I understand. I'm not <laughs> shaming you. You should have it on your list. It's a great musical. That's all. <laughs> God. This is a fun episode. This is a fun episode. Okay, so my number three is, is the newest musical on my list. The most recently released musical on my list. You and I might have another crossover. Then. Considering that it's not Cats, it's probably the only other recent musical that's come out. I had to wrestle with this movie for a long time. So my number three, I should probably say, is La La Land. Mm-hmm. I wrestle with this movie when I first saw it. Because I saw it when it came out because it yeah. was a big Oscar movie and generally watch a lot of the Oscar movies. And saw it and... And I didn't, like, I enjoyed it, but I also didn't really like it. Like, I kind of felt I wasn't ready for it. Like, I wasn't in a space to watch it. And so, because it's a very tragic love story, in my opinion, it's a tragic love story. Mm -hmm. um, I was disappointed by that. I wanted it to be wholesome (laughs) and good and have a happy ending. I think that it... If you well, if you look it at it, it still has a happy ending. It's yeah. just an unconventional right. ending. You have yeah, you have to look at it for the story that it's telling you, and and it it has a good ending for the story that it yeah. tells you. It's just that it might not be, probably won't be the <laughs> ending that you want it to be, which is where I was at. But after rewatching it. It's an incredible movie. Like all of the performances are incredible. Emma Stone's acting in it um, is amazing. Like all of her, so it's very Hollywood based. Obviously, it, yeah, takes, yeah. it takes place in LA. The opening scene is about LA traffic. Um, it's very kind of masturbatory about Hollywood and and Los Angeles. Um, so she's an actress, and or she wants to be an actress. She goes to lots of auditions. And her character and her auditions and everything that she does is so amazing and so well done. And when she's she's crying in her auditions and then she gets interrupted because people ask her for things. That's a real story that happened to Ryan Gosling, by the way. I believe it. Yeah. And it it's really really just well super super duper well done. Um, and then their their whole relationship and and the music in it, the way it progresses, and the way that it's very kind of it even though it came out in 2016 it's very new it still harkens back to all those old classics like singing in the rain and all of the set pieces all of the style and design and everything is so so kind of remembering old hollywood obviously i mean it's written and directed by damien chazelle who did whiplash and so if you saw whiplash and you enjoyed the jazz in it ryan Gosling's character is like super into jazz in this movie also and so it has whiplash feels in it actually <laughs> correct that statement <laughs> it's it's almost like an extension of whip, whiplash in my head canon jk simmons character in la la yes. land is the teacher from whiplash after he had like high blood pressure and retired and decided to open a <laughs> jazz club um 
So that's but why, hating jazz at the same time. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, no, you still need to do what I tell you or you're fired. Um, yeah. So that's my headcanon about J.K. Simmons. That's a good one. Um, but yeah, so Ryan Gosling is a super into jazz and she's super into acting. And the story is, it's about this relationship and two individuals trying to pursue their dreams, but also compromising their dreams kind of for each other, kind of for themselves and trying to figure out how to get there. And then it's, it's, they end up kind of splitting and then, and then accomplishing their dreams. But it's, it's just a really, 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 really good movie. Probably the best movie on my list. My only other higher ones are for personal nostalgia reasons. I am not going to, uh, expand on any of that Mm -hmm. because it too is in my top three so i'll save my bit for later and i could definitely see it moving higher because it's so good yeah i just haven't seen it as many times as the other ones yeah no it's it's we'll talk about it again all right my number three is the last anti-wholesome musical (laughs) on my list (laughs) um I'm going to set this one up. <laughs> it better be Sausage Party. That's not a musical. There's like the opening song. Yeah. And I think there's one other song, but it is not listed as a musical. I don't give a fuck. They sing the whole movie in the movie. Because it was going to be on my list. And then I was like, <laughs> fuck, this isn't actually a musical. Why? Because IMDb didn't say so? Yeah. IMDb I mean... is not the rule. To the but experts. The opening yeah. song to Sausage Party... Is one of the funniest songs I've ever heard. Yeah. Unless you're easily offended, and then it's even funnier. <laughs> yeah, it, especially when you don't know what you're getting into, and you that first five minutes, you're like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the, my number three. This movie came out at a time when I was not allowed to watch a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but I loved sneaking this show when I could and uh because it started off as a it started off as a tv show Mm. it was not gory porn (laughs) bitch (laughs) you know what what giblets (laughs) (laughs) um so then I remember I don't remember the movie I saw in the theater but I remember the teaser trailer for this movie Mm -hmm. and all it was was a close-up of two eyes Mm-hmm. And then the camera zoomed out and it was one of the main characters of the show making a joke. And mm-hmm. that was all the teaser was. And I remember just having this like urge and this need to see this movie. Mm-hmm. So we'll fast forward from that point. Cause obviously I was not allowed to watch this. <laughs> uh, we had this neighbor who had all the fun premium movie channels cause she had more money than us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We all had those friends. And we were house sitting. It was like the planets perfectly aligned for this movie and me to like be together. <laughs> Weirdest statement That's I've made. Very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> but we were house sitting for her because she was out of town and I found out when it was HBO or Showtime, they were mm-hmm. going to air it. So I grabbed a blank VHS tape <laughs> and set up the whole thing to record it. Mm-hmm. When I watched this movie, <laughs> It was so funny and wrong, and it made me love the show that I had been, like, Mm -hmm. sneaking. I love it so much. And so my number three is South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Yeah. This movie is... (laughs) 
to this day, arguably one of the funniest movies ever made and one of the greatest musicals ever made. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> my favorite tidbit about this movie, I was excited. I had to hold everything in me when you brought this up as your favorite, one of your favorite TV shows. Cause yeah. I knew we were going to do musicals eventually. Yeah. And I knew this was going to be on my list. And I was like, I can't say anything, mm-hmm. but it's funny because, well, my two favorite things about this tidbit wise, their song blame Canada yeah. was nominated for a fucking Oscar. <laughs> and then they performed it at the Oscars with Robin fucking Williams singing it whole stage of kids chanting blame Canada. Yeah. I don't know how that's not still listed as one of the greatest Oscar moments, but it is. Has to be. Um, but it's funny, like rewatching it all these years and watching it again this last week. Um, I had to laugh because I was like, oh my God, I am the boys of South Park watching the Terrence and Phillip movie. I was about to ask. <laughs> like, because I, I am I pictured you as you were describing watching it with your VHS tape being like this is and the greatest thing I've So they go into the theater and they watch the Terrence and Phillip movie and they start hearing cursing uncensored <laughs> right. and they're like, their jaws drop. They can't believe what they're hearing. And I just picture you like sitting in front of the TV just being like the same exact face they have in yes. the movie. 100%. The first time they started singing Uncle Fucker, yeah, my jaw was like, you're allowed to say this? <laughs> yes, this movie is... I did go back to school and tell friends, I watched the South Park movie. Mm-hmm. Want to touch me? Ooh. <laughs> You're <laughs> you know, so cool. Like, yeah, it's a, it's such a great movie. And honestly, musical-wise, yeah. this movie, and you mentioned Cannibal the Musical, Trey Parker and Matt Stone's eye for Broadway musical yeah. is incredible. Well, I mean, that's obvious considering yeah. how successful Book of Mormon has become. But I mean, even before Book of yeah. Mormon, I mean, all their stuff Since when the you like, they have this incredible eye for it and what makes it so good and what works so well. Yeah. And seeing it in like animation, their animation style. Yeah. It's just, it's one of the, if it wasn't for my number one and two pick, this would have been number one. But mm. the other two are a little more personal. But yeah, South Park. It just, I cannot deny the brilliance of this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really is an incredible musical. I was so close to having it on my list, but I because I chose Cannibal the Musical, yeah. I, I left it for honorable mentions. Well, when you had mentioned South Park on the TV episode, yeah. I was like, when we do musicals, he's either going to mention this <laughs> one or Cannibal. He's going to bring up Matt Stone and Trey <laughs> Parker. <laughs> I knew it would happen. They write good music they and do. good comedy music. I I only wish Team America would have been a full on musical. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, Jake. Okay, so my number two is <clears throat> two. two. Are we still doing that? I don't know. I feel Dustin like just out of spite for you, I won't. But Dustin two. didn't do it. I mean, you did say that this episode I couldn't talk about wrestling. <laughs> And you still fucking did. Well, I was also like, and you're wearing to find... a Macho Man shirt today. Yeah, well, I, just <laughs> I feel ha- like that was out of spite. <laughs> it wasn't intentional. <laughs> I just wear this a lot. Um, it's my favorite shirt because it's the one where he does the the cream rises to the top. <laughs> oh yeah. And okay. we should also mention Christie's wearing a wrestling shirt. That's actually true. 
Christy's wearing a Becky Lynch The Man shirt. The Man? The Man? Soon to be The Mom. It comes around, yep. I'm wearing Troy and Abed. In the, in morning. the morning. Speaking of musicals. Um, <laughs> so, my number two yep. is a movie that I know you'll disagree with because we talked about it in the remake episode, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time, Uh-oh. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, the Gene... The Gene Wilder one with the music and the old timey like it's a musical all of the music about the Candyman can <laughs> and just because the Oompa Loompa sing no because the mom who's like doing laundry in the middle of the night Charlie is like really upset because he didn't win and she's like cheer up Charlie and it's so good so fun fact I used to work with a guy named Charlie and he was also often grouchy oh my god did you sing to him no but I sent him the clip constantly (laughs) that's just as bad you can have you can have YouTube like start at a certain second in the video and so I would send it right (laughs) when the mom was like cheer up Charlie whenever he was just upset about something Um, it is a musical yeah I know it is that's why it's number two I was and yeah being a dick (laughs) i mean the music is so fun gene wilder gene wilder is so fun as willy wonka because he's simultaneously terrifying and funny and charming and weird and scary i know i said terrifying but he's also scary (laughs) he's just a weird guy but he does such a good job of it and i mean he's eccentric he's all of the things and and I mentioned it in the remake episode, but I like this movie. I like this movie so much because I saw it when I was younger. It's one of my dad's favorite movies, for one thing. So I saw it a lot, but I I just love it so much. And I so I wasn't as big of a fan of the Tim Burton movie, not only because of Tim Burton, but also because uh, it just wasn't the same. Yeah. Even though it's more like the book, I never read the book, so I don't really like. That's not a factor for me. Um, but the the Gene Wilder movie, all of the kids, like all of their weird eccentricities, gimmicks, whatever you call it, from from Mike TV to like all the kids, Veruca Salt, the songs and the kids and the whole experience is so fun. I love this movie to death. It's like it is. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies, and I can't believe we, had, we didn't talk about it much yet. And so, because it's a musical, it had to be on my musical list. It makes sense. It makes sense. And the tunnel scene is right up there with the kid catcher as one of the scariest (laughs) things of childhood. I will agree with you on the tunnel scene being one of the most like, what is happening? Don't like this. (laughs) It's very scary for children. And I don't I don't know how they did it. I can't remember what all we said about it in our remake episode, but I know Christy and I both connected more towards the remake version because of the book Mm. um yeah i i still am not a big fan of gene wilder that's okay i love gene wilder yeah not a fan of willy wonka (laughs) i just again it was one of those where as a kid you know my dad wanted me to see it and was trying to yeah i just i don't know like i can watch it Mm mm-hmm it's not that I despise it. I just like. Well, that's good. It's all not right. Like sound of music or whatever. What? Seven brides for seven. There brides. you go. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot which one you hated. <laughs> seven brides. <laughs> <laughs> I love all of them. I know. Okay. 
Number two. Okay, so my number two and number one, like most of my lists, mm-hmm. I juggled heavily on which one was going to go where because I adore both of these movies so much. Mm-hmm. Um, they share some similar things. Well, one in particular, just the purity of the story. Um, but number two is probably the most emotional one mm-hmm. that I've ever watched simply because my young child did not warn me that this movie was going to just pummel the shit out of my feels. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So rewatching this one this week. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> but that's all for outside movie boner stuff. Real life <laughs> events happen. You know, this movie just hits way too close to home. Uh, number two is the greatest showman. Okay. I don't give a fuck about its historical accuracy, <laughs> which is like the one thing everyone seems to complain about. With I this didn't movie. even know it was historical. It's about P.T. Barnum. Oh, well, I knew it was about a circus. I didn't know it was like based <laughs> yeah. on a real circus yeah, it's guy. Him and his family. I got you. Um, yeah, it's it is not historically accurate. Who cares? It's a beautiful story of this man who is simply his one main objective is to make his family proud, mm-hmm. especially his two daughters. Um, but the music and the story is great of how quickly you can get caught up in your dreams and the spectacle of your dreams mm-hmm. and kind of like get tripped up. Uh, but the music in this movie is some of the most empowering music I've ever heard in any musical. Mm. It is very story driven, but at the same time, it's very, I feel important for us Mm -hmm. in general to kind of hear and kind of take heart to. So the greatest showman, it's my number two. It's such a beautiful movie and it's so heart wrenching and so heart like empowering and, I can't listen to the soundtrack without like crying and watching the movie again this week was like, I was full on tears five minutes into it. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. It's just, it's such a beautiful story. And my connection to it with my daughter serves as like just as all around. It's an experience of a movie. It really okay. is. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I didn't uh, get around to it when it first came out and then just haven't been motivated to. Yeah. But yeah, I've heard you talk about it and heard that it's really, really, really good. It is really I good. I need to. It was fine. I just haven't watched it. I'm not watching it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it? No. Oh. But I know how mo- every single person that saw yeah. it was like, it was so sad. Yeah. Or like such it's, a, it's just emotional. It, it's like, not that it's like sad, emotional. Yeah. And right from the beginning. Heightened. Can't do I, I talked to a few other like fellow parents who, when it came out, we all just seem to all see it at the same time mm-hmm. and talking to everyone about it all of these other parents and friends of mine we were all like holy shit mm-hmm. like this movie just beat the hell out of us emotionally for two hours yeah <laughs> like yeah it's uh it's such a cool movie so good so fucking good <laughs> well that's awesome uh so my number one is is a movie that I never thought I would like. Oh, those are fun. I kind of... So I, I saw it at a point in my life when I kind of 
because I grew up on all these musicals from like the 50s and 60s, I was a musical fan, but then I also kind of just took a break from them for a yep. long time, like through junior high, high school, I just was busy being a pubescent boy and all that stuff. And so I came, I had it like recommended to me. I watched it with a friend and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, we'll watch it. When And then I ended up like being sucked in and couldn't believe that it that nobody told me what it was or told me as good as it was um so my number one is moulin rouge i never i didn't think that it would be so good dustin was just like shrink shrunk in his chair (laughs) he obviously disagrees but i'm gonna continue on my rant i'm sorry (laughs) you you do you man so the reason it's so good is because it connects all of those things that I've already talked about where the very first song in the movie is The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music from The Sound of Music, which I obviously love. It was on my list. and so, But the way that they work it into the story and the way they're like... So it has Ewan McGregor and it's in like, I think, turn of the century France. And so they're in like this bohemian just like place where they're trying to make a play and they're trying to come up with like lyrics for songs and they're like trying to figure out how the song will go and then he just belts out the hills are alive with the sound of music and so the way they fit it into the story is so good and then the next song you hear is nirvana smells like teen spirit and but also like a not like a mashup like a medley with like a bunch of other songs and so it's modern it's very modern and very weird and different and i just really really was surprised by it and liked it and so as from a musical standpoint i thought it was really cool from a love story standpoint it's very like tragic and sad and nicole kidman is like uh she's like a prostitute Mm -hmm. who's um also like in a nightclub like dance call uh showgirl call girl and showgirl and uh and also dying. And so um, Nicole Kidman and Ewan McGregor fall in love. Spoiler alert. Um, He's given a lot of spoilers in this episode. We're going to have to put an alert at the very beginning. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's, you find that out pretty <laughs> fairly early on, I feel like. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's it's tragic and it's beautiful and it's different. And the characters are wacky. Like John Leguizamo plays a dwarf with a lisp and it's, if you like Mario, Super Mario Brothers, like we talked about, it's so You fun. are the only one. You are the only I know, I know. I'm one. not joking about that part. But John Leguizamo <laughs> is good as the as the dwarf with a lisp. Um Yep. It's silly, it's modern, it's it's I could so I put it at number one because it kind of re- it surprised me. It reignited everything. Like I, I just loved a lot of things about it. I could see La La Land overtaking that because it's so amazing. But I just, I've only seen La La Land a couple of times, handful of times. the The story of Moulin Rouge, I enjoy. Like I like the, the like story, the, the like movie the, part of it. Yeah, the the love story aspect and just the tragedy of it. I really like that. Uh huh. The music is why I am not a fan of that movie. 
because Nirvana's not supposed to be in a romantic. <laughs> okay, I don't. I had such an issue with them using everyone else's music and uh-huh. not their own. Oh. That bothered me so much. Like popular music? Yeah. And I was like, you're a musical. Mm-hmm. You should be. What? Did you not have someone that knows how to write, like, <laughs> Broadway song? Like, you're stealing as, everyone else's material. Not as good as the best music of all time in a, a new and exciting way. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. The music is actually why I dislike that movie so much. Yeah. If the music wasn't in it, mm-hmm. or had they written their own stuff, mm-hmm. I would probably be a huge fan of that movie. I do think that's a fair critique, that it's not original music, and a big part of the fun of musicals is original music. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I do agree. And that was, like, that was my biggest thing, was you're a musical. Mm-hmm. You should be singing songs of like that are going to drive the story that's in your world, not stealing everyone else's... But I thought it was interesting how they chose music that wasn't necessarily about the story, but still fit into the story. Like Roxanne from The sure. Police and all of these movies that's... You know what it reminded it me of? fits the story well, it's just not... wasn't written for the story. Yeah. You know what it reminded me of? What? The Romeo and Juliet version with Leonardo DiCaprio where they <laughs> use like... Romeo plus Juliet, yeah. Yeah, yeah where it's 90s wherever it was yeah like trying too hard to make it modern but with shakespearean dialogue like it just that's what it reminded me of Mm -hmm. and it took a long time for me to get over that yeah that movie and with moulin rouge i've only seen it a few times and i have not watched it Mm -hmm. in over a decade i think yeah but that was like that's always been my biggest beef with it was it was just it's like a a cheating musical yeah that's fair. It but is the, the it story is, is great. Yeah, the story is good too. It is also w- a weird movie. Like the 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 editing and the mm-hmm. movement and the everything about about the shots in it can be jarring or weird. So I, I would understand if it's not for everybody. There's there's a a wackiness or silliness yeah. to it as well. In addition to being very serious, it's also very, very silly. The style of it, I I didn't mind. It was just my beef is you appreciate an original song. Yep, okay. I do. That's fair. I do. <laughs> and my number one pick is all original songs. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you haven't guessed, my number one is La La Land. Okay. Um, the purity of this movie yeah. is what just sticks to me because it doesn't. I love the story of both of those characters. Like you were saying, they're both chasing their dreams, mm-hmm. and they're. Their love story is, to me, both very classic, but kind of not. Mm-hmm. I know that doesn't make sense, but <laughs> like, I know what you mean. Their chem- so first off, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone mm-hmm. are such an incredible duo. Like they just work so well together, and they're believable together. You can tell they're they're comfortable with each other. They enjoy each other's company. But this movie, I mean, I've my dad's a big jazz fan. So any movie that ever utilizes jazz in some form, I usually will like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I like this. This movie not only uses jazz, but it's actually like a part of the story. Yeah. And the mo- the way the movie moves mm-hmm. 
is jazz. Yeah. Like the actual telling of the story is how a jazz mm-hmm. quartet would go. It's really, I just, I love everything about this movie. The first time I watched it, I probably shouldn't have watched it when I did. So I was on, like you trying to watch all the Oscar nominees mm-hmm. and I timed this one horribly. So I watched Hacksaw Ridge, <laughs> which is such an intense, yeah, brutal war movie. Mm-hmm. Amazing yeah. war movie. But wow, <laughs> that one is, it's a tough one to make it through. I followed that with La La Land. So like the first half hour of this movie, I was not really paying any attention to it because I'm still trying to yeah. process <laughs> Hacksaw. But I went back and rewatched it and just I love the, the quietness of it. And I just love the simplicity of mm-hmm. a lot of the shots. You know, this movie um, arguably has a lot more dance sequences in it than it does like songs yeah but the dancing is so mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful and it's very you feel happy mm-hmm. for most of the movie yeah there's some parts where you're like you're a dick yeah. <laughs> you know but the i think what's <clears throat> what sets this one so atop for me is actually emma stone yeah her song audition the uh the that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah the fools who dream yeah she's in an audition and they just ask her to tell a story and so she tries to tell a story and ends up singing a song and the whole thing is just of just the camera is watching her sing yeah and there's nothing else and she just holds it is it's such an intense song yeah because you really feel that it's for it's not just a this generic story of her aunt jumping into water it's very um kind of poignant and like yeah. we should all want to take that you know a toast to everyone who goes after something that they well, want yeah it's the kind of the turning point of her actually choosing to pursue her dream yeah when she got turned off from doing that because she was failing at it yeah and it's just the, the whole movie is just so incredible to me um yeah it's just it has to be my number one because it's just it's so modernized, but like you said earlier, it's very, it's it's the love letter to, like fifties musical Hollywood. Yeah. Um, the beauty of chasing your dreams, and on a side note, Ryan Gosling, in comedy, mm-hmm. is like, it's so heavily underrated. That dude is, fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, he's so <laughs> subtle. Yeah. And which I appreciate <laughs> it's so much. So good. And the fact that he learned how to play jazz piano mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time. So anytime you see him on screen playing, that's him. It's not hand doubles, it's not mm-hmm. dubbed. It's that's him. Great movie. I love this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it so much. It's just it's such a a complicated story between the two of them. Yeah. And and what could like be a, and all that stuff. I feel that it's a very realistic yeah. love story. Yeah. You know, that it doesn't follow the same formula of boy girl meet, boy girl fall in love immediately, they fight over something dumb. Yeah. Break up and then get back together. Their fight, mm-hmm. like what they argue about, very real, very well, and relatable. It's, and yeah, it's it's 
the whole movie is about their dreams and it's mm-hmm. it would require them to compromise and whichever one compromises loses their dream they end up both achieving their dreams but they all end up not being together because of it right and so it's just a very complicated and tragic life real life story yeah it feels of all the like love stories out there that we've gotten musicals this one feels the most personal the most relatable yeah yeah so that's my number one that's a good number one i can't argue with that at all musicals (laughs) we did it we did it so proud of you guys uh do you have any honorable mentions I, I mean, I... I have a handful of honorable mentions. I have one. Just one? I don't watch musicals a lot, so, man. That's true. <laughs> I have... And you listed my other one, so I can't... Oh, that's true. Uh, ones that we haven't talked about that I was... You the, you had. You had Pick a Destiny and South Park. Um, Calamity Jane is another super old one with Doris Day. I love Doris Day's voice. She's so fun. And she's super like... So it's in the Old West. She's yeah. like a tomboy... Uh, calamity jane and she's friends with like wild bill hickok but it's it's cute it's romantic it's fun i really it's like wholesome. it it's it is wholesome uh another one i saw as a kid and just has have, have always loved and then guys and dolls with frank sinatra and marlon brando frank sinatra has a great voice marlon brando not That's a great so voice <laughs> but it's still really really fun Ooh, I'll, i just thought of another one you said not a great voice it reminded me of one <laughs> <laughs> what you want out of a musical um and then my fair lady i'm a huge audrey hepburn fan and so her like street urchin poor lit right. girl british accent is always really really funny to me um but my fair lady is really really good and then a super new one that I just actually started watching this week because I was very curious about what it was and it ended up being really good is Emo the Musical. What? There's a movie from 2017 called Emo the what? Musical. It is about these British kids who are like this. It's about this British kid who's an emo. Like he's super committed to being in the emo culture. Ends up getting kicked out of his, expelled from his high school because he tries to hang himself outside and so he goes to a new school like a like a uh, christian school and joins like this there's an emo group who has like a band competition and there's also like a christian group who are like trying to save everybody and it's just a really funny conflict about it's actually like really honest about being in high school and trying to find your identity and a lot of things um but it's a musical and it was really good and i enjoyed it thoroughly that one? Yeah. That oh, kid. I know what I'm watching later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the musicals don't stop after this episode. Everything you just said it's, made me chuckle. It is awesome. I need to watch that. <laughs> I just discovered it and I thought you would like it. And I'm sure other people would too. Um, <laughs> okay, so the honorable mention that you reminded me of yeah. will be an ironic one considering my beef with Moulin Rouge. <laughs> okay. But sounds like you're uh what's the word where you're a hypocrite. Sounds like you're a hypocrite. I'll I'll take it. With okay. This. <laughs> <laughs> it this one would almost constitute as a guilty pleasure. Mm. Um it's so bad. <laughs> and it's so dumb. <laughs> and yeah, they don't use any other own music, which is annoying. <laughs> but Rock of Ages is uh. It's an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. 
if you just want something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it tries to be something great with the chasing your dreams and the like rock and roll lifestyle, but it just. <laughs> You said bad voice, and there's a song between Alec Baldwin and Russell Brand in it, and Alec Baldwin, great actor, bad singer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that one, it's just, it's all 80s, like, hair metal music, yeah. which I've never been a big fan of, but it works for that movie because it's just... Yeah, it's like what it was built around, That's what it basically. was, yeah. yeah. Um, but Tom Cruise can sing, apparently. Yeah. He's got a pretty good voice in that. It's just so... It's, <laughs> if anything, the cast of that movie is why people should watch it. Yeah, because it's, it's such a weird eclectic. cast to have. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my other honorable mention is one I'm sure some people are probably trying to figure out why neither of us mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. It is fun. I actually only enjoy the last half of this movie mm. when they tell you what the whole house actually is and when the oddities really come to life but uh or light it's a fun one it's got good music in it and tim curry is just mm-hmm. i mean it's yeah i like tim curry yeah a lot. It, it is a fun musical it's not one that i i go to mm-hmm. really a lot but the ending of it is fun so yeah that's a good one yeah Speaking of uh, bad voices, a movie that I'm not recommending, oh, okay. but I always think of as somebody who sings in a movie and probably shouldn't have, was Pierce Brosnan in Mamma Mia. I never saw Mamma Mia. Not great in it. <laughs> not great singer at all. I never saw Mamma Mia. I don't care for the movie either, but I, it, it, what you said reminded <laughs> me of it. The next one, the Here We Go Again. The second one, it's yeah. Cute. Is it? That's fun. I didn't like the first one either, but okay. I'm a remake like a newer movie kind of gal yeah you are isn't that a sequel it is a yeah. sequel yeah <laughs> she just likes it because it's newer than the old oh, okay. one. yeah it's a cute story yeah i never nope <laughs> never been an abba fan so <laughs> right <laughs> that right there is like kind of a barrier to entry yeah all right okay that's musicals, <laughs> that's musicals. <laughs> we did it okay. we did it so and christy you know, what I've been thinking about this whole time. What? I've been thinking Tusk. about <laughs> only thinking all the time. TV shows that have had musical episodes. Yeah, like yes. Grey's Anatomy. Yes, like Grey's Anatomy. Psych. Buffy. Yeah, literally every. I feel like every single long-running show does it, and it yeah. never really works out. Well, it's always like <laughs> I would argue. I would say the musical episodes are great for what they are, but I think people try to put too much thought to it. That Maybe. could be. I don't know. I always I feel like what the. Fuck? I always feel like it happens late in the series, and it mm-hmm. always feels like, uh, shoot, we need another episode. What's like a thing <laughs> we could do? What have we done? Yeah. Yeah. I think Anatomy one was so bad. Yeah. I never saw that. I think one of the better musical episodes was on Scrubs. Oh, I could see that. I could see that. That musical episode. Yeah. Is incredible. I haven't seen all of Scrubs. I've it it makes you some. laugh really hard, but they. It all ends with something crazy serious, yep. and they actually give the musical episode like a reason. Yeah, where and like a lot of shows where they just do it, like you said, for uh, uh shit. Mm-hmm. What do we do now? <laughs> Scrubs, their episode is there's a reason why it's a musical, and it's really kind of heartbreaking. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Well, now I want to go watch it. I don't. Oh. <laughs> well, you know. Enough. Wouldn't recommend it, Christy. It's a great episode, but I know, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. Have no, fun that one's that one is one of the more memorable myself. ones. The Psych musical yeah. is pretty good, but I, that one's different because you can tell that they were just having fun. Yeah. yeah. Like there's not a single shred of seriousness to it. Honestly, and that like, works the best. That's how Grey's Anatomy was too, but it's like a more serious show. So you're like, what? It's a very fuck? serious right. show. Where Psych is or was right. not a serious show. Yeah, Where it's like that's what gets me sometimes. Is I'm like, why would you do this? Yeah. <laughs> because they needed a filler. They needed something different. All right. I never saw the Buffy musical it's episode. Good. That one I could see being great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was it was kind of similar it's kind of like okay it's like not a, a lot of them can sing very good yeah but it's not awful because they yeah. love Buffy and they can do no wrong but yeah but yeah that is a uh, long running show that is a thing and they've even made TV shows where it's like this is a musical they had that uh, oh yeah there was a couple recently weren't there I can't remember the name playlist. of it Zoe's Epic Playlist or yeah that's a newer one and then there was another one uh with, um, was it the well, crazy I mean, ex-girlfriend one or yeah, whatever? I hate that show. Glee was basically that. Glee was basically that. Yeah. But I think Glee was the only like successful one of all that, yeah. right? The only yeah. one that had more than one or two seasons. But they have a curse on them. So. Why? Because people keep dying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought only one guy died from it. There was three, a oh, three handful. Three people from the cast have died. I'm, I'm so in tune with the Glee news. <laughs> No. Not a Gleek? That's yeah. what they call fans of Glee. No, I know. Gleek. Okay. I'm just Man, judging I you. Man, I remember like, so much of that show the first couple seasons, but then I was like... I remember... Yeah, we never finished it. Well, I was, we like watched... I remember watching it, and I just kind of stopped watching Yeah, that was... I remember watching a few episodes, because it was like, everyone's watching. Let's see what yeah. this is, and just kind of... It was fun, but it got burned out. Yeah. And again, use your own goddamn... <laughs> <laughs> That requires work. I know. They adapted it. They like wasn't exactly. Well, it, was it wasn't like, like the big thing was the, it wasn't like the music mashup. The and it was yeah. like, all right. You just have to find two songs with the same four four times. Which you pick any pop song. Every and, one oh, of them. You did it. Yeah. They're the same three keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to pop music fans. <laughs> A lot of offense to yeah, pop yeah, music I fans. Just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that we've alienated our audience, let's right. uh, please leave us a review. <laughs> Whatever you think it's worth. Feel free to tell me that my opinions are incorrect. For yeah. uh... at Movie Boners, you can send Dustin a personal message telling him why uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers is the best musical of all time. You didn't even agree no. with that, though, because I put it high, but not y- best. You did, yeah. <laughs> Christy, Dustin doesn't like my picks. That's my favorite moment of this episode. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I, yeah, I, it lived up to expectation because I had no idea where it was gonna go. And well, and it's true. You and I have never actually talked musicals before. Yeah, which is yeah. And now we know. And now we know. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Do all the following stuff. Share. Yeah, tell your friends. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Have fun with the gory porn. God damn it. Every time. God damn it. Bye. (laughs)